Ladies and gentlemen, in the words of certified young person Paul Rudd, let's yeet this virus, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello! Hi! 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 Hi. <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Cantaramaggio. And I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. We certainly are. Hello. Ooh, yes. Yes. Welcome, Welcome to the show. Yes. And just <laughs> as an interesting disclaimer for those playing along at home, this is our first time podcasting via Skype. Yeah, we get to see our faces again. Yeah, <laughs> makes no More difference to you all, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a bonus for us. For us, it's a big deal. <laughs> yes, yes, it's exciting. It we're, is. We're, it we're is. Trying new things, thanks to Mike's clever thinking. Yes. Um, yeah, it's sort of a my stupid idea because <laughs> <laughs> my internet might crap crap out in any moment now. So. <laughs> Oh, no. If you hear a long delay and I go, I agree. <laughs> it, it's because on my end, you guys are frozen and I cannot hear a thing. And I just continue the conversation. Okay. Lovely. Okay. Fingers it's crossed. Of, it's like a race against time with you. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's hurry. Let's hurry. Let's, hurry, let's hurry, 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 hurry. Okay. On that note, Fulia. Yes. How has your week been? My I'm week. Hurry. okay my week has been pretty good um i've been doing the usual i've been streaming i've been um editing videos for my youtube channel um and i've been watching more of my mash my mash marathon continues (laughs) and and, um a highlight for me this week is i started watching bond films Welcome to the club. Yes. Um, I finally decided that I'm going to do a um, a countdown to the new film that's coming out in November. Um, and I calculated how many weeks were left and how many movies I'd need to watch uh, each week to be able to catch up to it. And it calculates to about three per week until Oof. then. So <laughs> until it's released. Um, yes. And so far I have done my three for the first week. And that's Dr. No, uh, Ru- from Russia with Love, and Goldfinger. Mm. What are your <laughs> nice. thoughts so far, Fulia? So, I am really liking Mr. Sean Connery. He is <laughs> so good. <laughs> Very suave and flirtatious, man. <laughs> flirtatious, eh? Very. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, um, look, I mean, he was what voted the sexiest man alive at the age of sixty. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, ain't going to happen to most of us. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So so far, um, Doctor No was o- was okay. Was all right. 
Um, I suppose being that it was the first Bond film of the franchise, um, it makes sense that it wasn't the best. Um, but it was still good nonetheless. I really enjoyed it. Um, from Russia with Love, I'll have to say um, I enjoyed that a lot, especially because most of it was about Turkey. <laughs> so it was nice to see, you know, my, my, my background, my country being represented in a Hollywood film. Um, yeah. it, back then, so it was really cool. Yeah, featuring uh, Robert Shaw as well. Yeah. Oh, yes, Robert Shaw is in it. Yes, nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice little Jaws reference. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is the Jaws reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Visual gag. Visual uh, gags. I can uh, do it now. <laughs> I will add, though, none of the Turkish speakers were actually Turkish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the actors were all just. <laughs> Actors, they weren't Turkish actors, so um, Hollywood. They did, they did okay. They did, they did alright. Um, I have to admit, though, there were times where they said words or sentences that I had no clue what they were saying. So I'm like, I'm just gonna bring it down to the fact that it might be just the way that they're saying the words, or the fact because they're gypsies, uh, their dialect is different. So. <laughs> You're giving you're giving the movie industry a lot of credit for you. Good on you, especially especially for the 1960s. Like. Yes, good on you. Good on Their you. attempt at ter- talking Turkish. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just as a side note, and I feel like I may have mentioned this to you probably when we had first met, because you know the Turks and the Maltese have a very checkered history. Yes. So, you know, Fully and I really shouldn't be getting along, but hey, we've yeah. always been rebellious. <laughs> Just like I shouldn't be getting along with any Greeks, but you know. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, Midnight Express is one of my favourite movies, and that's set in Turkey. But because it's filmed in Malta, um, most of the Turks speak Maltese. <laughs> that's hilarious. Right. And that's funny great. enough, one of my favourite Australian films is Gallipoli. <laughs> and that's sort of filmed in in, 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 in Turkey. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love it. Fulia's like from Russia with love ain't seem so bad now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the sort of the story with the villain that was um, portrayed in from Russia with love. Um, the fact that the Russian was following Bond, like, majority of the way, and then he was actually helping him from not getting killed. And <laughs> and to a point where he's like, all right, now it's my turn to intervene and do the killing. And that's when it was like, ooh, okay, this got interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and uh, Goldfinger, I think Goldfinger has been my favourite so far. Um, the villain is very clever in in goldfinger and very sneaky in his plans it's just (laughs) it was really really um cool to see like these are like a roughly two hour this was a roughly two hour film and it just there wasn't as there wasn't a lot of action happening but when the action started it was this big block of action and it was really good um uh, Goldfinger is the villain, obviously, and he is he's he's he had this plan to um, contaminate the Fort Knox gold reserve, 
and the way that he goes about it, he explains this plan really like in detail and, and there's, and there's like precision to the plan. And I'm just like, wow, that guy would have had to practice his lines a lot to get it right. (laughs) (laughs) So I commend him for that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like at the moment, they're the first three Bond films that I have watched so far. uh, And I will be continuing on the marathon next week. (laughs) You've got some corkers coming up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait Wait till you get the Roger Moore. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bond becomes cartoonish. Yeah, uh, no, yeah one word. Have... Moonraker. Yes. You'll, yeah, inspired by... Yeah, the Roger Moore ones were very much like, okay, what's popular at the moment? Like, as Kendall said, Moonraker. Star Wars is big. Let's do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's uh, and there's also one inspired by the exploitation move as well. So that's, surprise, surprise, one of my favourites. <laughs> oh, I think, I think that one that you're talking about has got my favourite theme song. View to a Kill? Oh, no. No? <laughs> I was thinking Live and Let Die. No, I think it's... Well, I'm, I might be mistaken, but I think it's a View to a Kill with Grace Jones. Okay. In it, yeah. And uh, Duran Duran theme song, Hello. Yes. That's Which is actually, like, probably my favourite Bond theme song, to be honest. It's probably mine, too. Yeah, I love it. I love Duran Duran. Uh, <laughs> side note, for you know you're watching an 80s movie... What, 80s movies once the Roger Moore ones kick in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I will keep an eye the on that. The best Bond, and yeah. I'm sticking with it. A lot okay. of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that's been my week. Wayne, how has your yes. week been? Yeah, look, um, chilling in, in lockdown. <laughs> Cruising, really. Uh, but, yeah, um, just watching a lot of uh, movies and some TV shows as well. Still just um, trying to keep myself engaged in popular culture. Um, been doing a bit of writing. Um, yeah, it's really same old, same old, actually. Um, yeah. I'm struggling now uh, because I'm over 40 days into lockdown 2.0. So <laughs> <laughs> I think of creative ways of saying I've been writing, <laughs> watching movies. Uh, so, yeah, have been doing those. I, I saw a, a movie uh, with Bradley Cooper called Burnt. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, it's one that uh, Fulia, I've just gone, yep, this is Fulia's movie. Uh, oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah, essentially he plays a Gordon Ramsay-style chef. Oh, um, yes, yes, with, I know this one, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's got two Michelin stars under his belt. Um, he's had this sort of, you know, he's been high and mighty, but his ego's gotten in the way and he's had this epic fall. And that's where we start the movie. We start him saying, okay, I've paid my dues. You know, I've been slumming it in somebody else's kitchen. Now I'm ready for my comeback. And the movie follows him uh, trying to get his respect, his reputation back on board, and that elusive third Michelin star. Um, but of course, you know, there's ghosts and skeletons in the closet that will haunt him as he's trying to overcome his demons. Uh, but there's this, there's like this um, sequence of just seeing, you know, exquisite plates of food being served up and prepped and catered for. And I've just gone, fool yeah. <laughs> now I'm I like, need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I think Fulia will, will will adore this. Yeah, um, streaming on Netflix, Fulia, I believe by memory. So, um, okay. yes, I definitely recommend that for you. Um, and I also uh, binged the first season of Ratchet too. Um, oh my god, already? Yes, yes. So That's I'm not awesome. much of a binger, but I did manage to uh, down that one in in a few days. 
and watch the final four episodes pretty much in one sitting. Uh, that's unheard of for me. Wow. Um, yeah, so I might do a bit more of an elaborate quickie review later on that one. Um, yes. Spoiler free, nice. of course. Spoiler free. <laughs> uh, nice. But yeah, but look, look, that's been me, but things have been plodding along quite nicely. How about yourself, Michael? Yeah, mine's been pretty much you, you Wayne, the yeah. same old time. Old going to work, <laughs> coming back from work, try, trying to entertain myself. Um, what's really great is me and my wife are uh, starting to watch things together, which is good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've sort of gone off um, Simpsons, unfortunately, what? but oh. but we're no no no. But we're we're getting into this new show called Des. Oh, you, heard of oh the David Tennant one on Stan. Yeah, the right? David yeah. Tennant one because she she's a big like uh, crime sort of buff. Like she yeah. she like she like the underbelly and, mm. and and all that. And we're and we're sort of getting into that. And there's only three episodes, so we're we're watching one by one, and it's really good. Yeah, I have to say, if you if you like the sort of crime drama and dealing, uh, going into the sort of psyche of a a deranged killer, and <laughs> you know, that that was pretty good. Um, sorry, drink. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's okay. So it's all casual now. I'm 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 I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> Um, this is why yeah. you wanted to do Skype, isn't it? No. <laughs> so we so we know why there are awkward pauses and gulps on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Our audience doesn't know Michael. Get your shit together. <laughs> I was tra- I was trying to not do that because I do do that, and I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be good because I listen back to the last ones, and it's like um, I need to work on my my performance. Definitely in a in an audio film, but you know, yeah, it's. Um, it's getting it because well, I'm. Look, uh, we didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I'm, no, trying, I'm trying. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to be more professional than I'm than I actually am, and that's <laughs> and that's the go-to for any um, struggling artist. And speaking of struggling artists, uh, I'm trying to keep myself entertained by growing a mustache. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can Looking yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there. You see? It? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, and my hair's getting too long, so I'm so, and every time I get like a bit of sweat in it, it just sticks out. I start I start looking like Mark Twain, which is not too <laughs> but yeah, nice. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, trying to keep myself occupied and not go insane. Uh, watching Aren't too we much. All? Yeah, yeah, watching too much uh, politics for me. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going nuts. Anyway, uh, you, Kendall. What about you? What me. You, what do you be doing? Yes, me. Um, okay, yeah. No, it's been a a good week. Kind of another standard week for me, really, in terms of you know working, coming home, watching things, going to bed, rinse and repeat, kind of kind of stuff. But it's it's been good. I'm just past halfway through season two of Stargate Atlantis now. So <laughs> I'm, I need to slow down cause there's only five seasons on this one instead of 10 and three movies. So I need to, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'll be done in like two weeks. Like I, I, yeah, it's really, really good. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm need, loving it. You do need to pay, pace it out because we're not getting a vaccine until the middle of next year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm sorry. Did I just <laughs> did I just bring realness to the podcast? Wow. Um, it's good. 
it's fine. We keep, we like to keep it real on this show. I think I don't know. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah so stargate atlantis is awesome i'm having a lot of fun watching that um another highlight uh of things that i've been watching this week i binged in one sitting uh this new net- netflix docuseries um called challenger the final flight Ooh, um, it's on my list so it's about it's about the challenger disaster 1986 uh, where the space shuttle uh, went up uh, and didn't didn't complete her mission and uh, exploded, and it was very very sad and very tragic. Um, but and I, you know, being me, the space the space buff, the space nerd, I as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, give it to me, I need it now. Um, and it did not disappoint. It's produced by J.J. Abrams among many other fine filmmakers, and it was presented so well, so so like just such a classy and respectful way to not only well just to everyone involved really like especially to the crew like the you know the the wonderful people that that died sadly in the accident um and you know we get to see their families um they interview all their you know their loved ones we get to talk to uh, nasa staff that were involved um, and the company responsible for manufacturing the rockets that caused the malfunction um, and it was, it was, it reminded me of watching the Chernobyl miniseries last year, except obviously that was a dramatized retelling of those events, uh, in just the terms of frustration you feel when you watch it, because you know, like <laughs> they do it in such a great way where you know what's coming, you know how this ends, but part of you still is like, oh, they've got to get away out of this. They've got to figure a way, like there's it's there's alarm bells like there like they people knew that this was going to happen before it did and they didn't do NASA didn't do anything to stop it like it's just it's fucked up like not to not to swear but yeah I was so mad I'm so mad and so sad like actually the the episode where they showed the the launch and the explosion happens I was crying before the the shuttle even exploded I'm like this is fucked Ugh, but it's a brilliant four episode series you can binge it in three hours so if anyone's curious to check it out i highly recommend it it's a brilliant piece of documentary filmmaking that's for sure um and i think another cool highlight just to bring up the mood a little bit um my team is in the finals of the afl st kilda made the finals for the first time the first time in nine years nine years (laughs) oh we did a pandemic uh, yes, <laughs> and that's been honestly been the running joke for me like, this whole season. I'm like, because we were we were playing really well, like the, we had like a winning streak of like six or seven games or something, and I'm I'm like, trust a freaking pandemic to be the year St Kilda maybe wins another grand final, and we've only ever won one. Like it, yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not surprised, but it's nice. It's nice that we're actually, you know, have a good team for once and performing well and yeah i mean we're probably not going to make it very far but we'll see i'm just happy we're there so yeah it's good <laughs> yes and it's probably the first time i've ever talked about sports on this show so i think i might end there um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay all right so that was pretty much it for me my week that was so it's time to check in with the week that was in the nerdy news This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. 
And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, it's nerdy news time and we have a lot of news to get through, so I'm just going to get straight to it, starting with some sad news that occurred this week. The icon, the legend, the amazing woman and human being all around that was Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away at the age of age of 87. Um, <clears throat> we don't usually talk about you know, figures such as her in terms of, you know, being part of the uh, justice system or politics in any way on this podcast. Um, but she is someone that kind of transcended that field and became a figurehead in popular culture, most particularly in America, of course. But, um, you know, she had such an effect, I think, on the world in terms of what what a woman can do, what a person can do uh, for equality, for feminism. Um, you know, she didn't let anything stop her whatsoever. And she she didn't even retire. She was still serving on the uh, Supreme Justice in the United States, um, the second woman ever to be appointed. Um, and she served from 1993 after Bill Clinton uh, appointed her uh, until her death. So she is just an incredible woman that will never be forgotten and who effectively changed history in terms of, you know, the especially just, yeah, in America, of course, the laws in terms of equality and fighting for fighting for injustice and um, just it's it's. Un, un, just, it's just insane what she achieved in her lifetime and yeah it's an incredible legacy to leave behind um, I would highly recommend checking out two films about her the, uh, the first On the Basis of Sex starring Felicity Jones as Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a biopic that came out in 2018 uh, very very good film and also uh, the documentary RBG that came out the same year is an incredible documentary uh, about her life uh, in the courtroom and outside of it and yeah it's well worth your time so rest in peace rest in power Ruth Bader Ginsburg okay moving into the rest of the nerdy news we've got some Marvel news that I am losing my shit over <laughs> this week <laughs> quiet you I can see that eye roll now I don't like wow. it <laughs> I so don't it like was it. it was a good idea of having this on Skype. <laughs> no, remember earlier I said abort, abort, abort. <laughs> Let's not have this anymore. I quit. Um, okay, so um, earlier this week it was announced that uh, we have a She-Hulk for the upcoming uh, She-Hulk series on Disney Plus. Uh, my girl Tatiana Maslany will be playing Jennifer Walters in the MCU. Um, I am so stoked about this. She's probably my favorite actress and an incredibly talented one at that. If you haven't seen Orphan Black, highly recommend checking it out. Um, so she's going to be playing Jennifer Walters, of course, who is Bruce Banner's cousin. Um, she's a lawyer to boot uh, and receives the powers of the Hulk uh, after she gets a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Um, but she's more similar to uh, Professor Hulk that we saw in Endgame. She's a, a, a Hulk that can actually retain personality, intelligence and emotional control. She's not Com the complete like rage monster that we saw in the earlier Avengers films with Bruce Banner. So yeah, very, very exciting. 
Um, they haven't started. They haven't. Well, they haven't started filming. They haven't started doing anything just yet. They haven't given us a release date, so it's probably a couple of years away just yet. But um, very exciting, nonetheless. Speaking of exciting casting announcements, another one this week for the MCU. Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country. Um, Ms. Michael's very happy. <laughs> I really need to watch that show. Um, he has tis been good, tis good. yes, tis good. He has been cast in an undisclosed role in Ant Man three. However, the internet has decided upon sketchy reports that he's going to be playing Kang the Conqueror, which is huge news uh, for the MCU because this is a character who is uh, a descendant of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is actually Nathaniel Richards, and he basically becomes this time-travelling tyrant who gets bored with life in his future timeline and decides to leave and scatters him clones of himself in different timelines and uh, likes to rule. Um, yeah, so he's going to be a big, big villain. I can see why they'd be setting him up for Ant-Man 3, because of the, you know, the re whole reason we have time travel is pretty much because of Scott Lang and the quantum realm and all of that. Um, so I feel like that's going to come into play. And then maybe this is the pathway to the Fantastic Four coming into the MCU. So fingers are crossed for that. And Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom, which is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Marvel, this is also pretty cool. Uh, there's going to be a docu-series on Disney Plus later this year called Marvel 616. Um, and the 616 is a reference to uh, the fact that Earth 616 is the main timeline in the comics. Um, the series is going to be exploring Marvel's rich legacy of pioneering characters, creations and storytelling. Um, each episode will, will explore corners of the Marvel Universe. So, yeah, they're going to be diving in quite deep into the annals of uh, Marvel Comics. Uh, and it's going to be on Disney Plus starting on the 20th of November. So that's pretty cool. We can watch that while we wait for all the cool, awesome Marvel shows to come out that I can't wait. All right, on to the one DC item. There you go, Wayne. Finally. Um, <laughs> it, look, it's been a minute since there's been some Marvel news, all right? You can let me have this. Okay, so. <laughs> Didn't have much uh, choice in the matter, did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No. no you didn't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but good news out of the DC universe this week. The Batman has resumed filming. Uh, Battenson has been cleared for filming. Uh, there's still no reports released uh, as to his condition uh, in terms of if he was very unwell or he was asymptomatic or any of that stuff. They still haven't announced that, which is totally fine. We don't need to know his medical history. Uh, but the main thing is he's good. They're good, and they've resumed filming. So uh, still on track for the October 2021 release date. Uh, let's see what we... Speaking of Bond folia, there's a, there's a bit of a Bond rumour circulating on the internet at the moment. Um, Tom Hardy might be the next James Bond, which I am... I am, yes, applause <laughs> is warranted. I am... Despite my myself holding a torch, for, I can see Mike in the background there making faces. Um, She's going, 
despite myself holding a torch for Tom Hiddleston, uh, you know, just in general, uh, or, you know, to be, be James Bond, I think he'd be amazing. I feel like Tom Hardy is a very, very good choice if this does come to pass. Uh, yeah, he's odds on favorite at the moment with all the, the people placing their bets. Cause we know that people like to actually gamble over who's going to be the next James Bond. Um, um, <laughs> But yes, apparently the rumor is is that he was cast back in June and he was going to be announced uh, as the next James Bond to replace Daniel Craig upon the release of No Time to Die this November. Uh, however, the delay looks to uh, the, the looks to be a delay in that announcement due to the coronavirus pandemic. So they may yet announce him officially next year. But just take this all with a grain of salt, people. We don't know if this is true. This is just internet rumors going on, but it's a pretty cool rumor, I, if I do say so myself. Uh, okay, what else do we have here? Oh, the queen of pop herself, Madonna, is getting a biopic, everybody. Um, and I'm pretty interested to see how this will turn out because she's directing it herself. Uh, she's no stranger to directing as well. She's previously directed a couple of films, including W.E. that got her, um, or the film got a Golden Globe nomination, so it wasn't, you know, something to, to frown at um, back in 2011. Um, but this film is going to be directed by her, co-written by Diablo Cody, fantastic screenwriter, Oscar-winning screenwriter for Juno, um, and produced by Amy Pascal. Uh, at Universal Pictures and Sony likes to give us all of these Spider-Man films. Um, but the cool connection between Amy Pascal and Madonna is the fact that they worked together on A League of Their Own back in 1992. So they've been friends ever since then. Uh, so I feel like this is only going to end well. So fingers crossed this Madonna biopic will be good. I really watchable. hope so. Yeah. Watchable. <laughs> I'll s- I mean, I'll settle for watchable, but we'll see what happens. Mike's like, it doesn't have to be good. It just needs to be watchable. It just needs to be watchable. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. What We'll see what happens. Oh, God. All right. Okay. So uh, in some Netflix news, this is pretty cool. Uh, author Rick Riordan, who is most known for the Percy Jackson series of books and subsequent films, uh, we previously talked about on the podcast a little while ago that the Percy Jackson uh, books are being adapted into a Disney Plus live action series, which is pretty cool. But now his other set of uh, famous books, The Kane Chronicles, are being developed into films at Netflix. Um, and the reason I'm so interested about this is because these books are uh, inspired and based upon Egyptian mythology, which I think is fascinating. Um, so basically it's, uh, three novels that follow teen protagonists Carter and Sadie Kane, who were descended from the Egyptian pharaohs Nama and Ramses the Great. Um, and there's also crossovers between, uh, these characters and the Percy Jackson characters as well. So, uh, yes, big money to be made, I think, in this I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So look for that in the coming years, I suppose, at Netflix. Um, moving into TV news to round up this week's nerdy news. Uh, this is going to be freaking fantastic. South Park are going to be airing a one-hour pandemic special on the 30th of September. I watched the trailer for this. It looks brilliant. It looks hilarious. I feel like if anyone's going to have a good... 
good commentary on on 2020 uh, in, in a very humorous light. South Park is going to be the team to bring that to us. Um, the description of the episode reads, Randy comes to terms with his role in the COVID-19 outbreak as the ongoing pandemic presents continued challenges to the citizens of South Park. The kids happily head back to school, but nothing resembles the normal that they once knew, nor their teachers, nor their homeroom, not even Eric Cartman. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Check out the trailer. Uh, it's a very brief teaser on YouTube at the moment. Um, but yeah. Yeah. This is great. I'm, yeah. I don't really, I can't really find the words to say how great this is going to be. It's just, I think it's going to be hysterical. So, September 30. For South Park's pandemic special. And lastly, we got our first look this week at the Animaniacs reboot upcoming on Hulu. Uh, it will be debuting on the uh, 20th of November. Um, and it, the teaser was basically a, a look at the, the new form of animation uh, with some, you know, work in progress animation and behind the scenes uh seeing all of the voice actors do their thing um and yeah interviewing them and they seem to be pretty excited the fact that they get to come back and do this after 25 plus two years since the original series uh first aired so yeah that's really really exciting check that out um november 20 for animaniacs all right that's the news this week guys fulia what are your takeaways? Um, first off, I'd just like to pay my respects to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's family. She was definitely an icon in in the world, for sure. Um, but I have to admit, I don't really know too much about, um, too much about her life. Um, but I know that she was a huge influence to everyone um, in the work that she did. So absolutely. Yeah, definitely rest in peace. Um it's exciting to to hear that we've got a She-Hulk now. <laughs> Tatiana Maslany. Yes. <laughs> From everything that Kendall has talked about even in her uh collectible chaos. Yes. Or from Black Video. Apparently Represent. she is amazing, so I can't wait to see her on screen as the she-hulk <laughs> i'm so glad i can like visually communicate my thoughts to everyone else except for people listening to this but i'm, I'm like making all these gestures and like oh this is only meaning something to you guys that's not, not to the listeners anyway sorry for you that's okay. i was just i was just really enjoying you say good things <laughs> yeah mike okay, okay. <laughs> sorry go the on the audience will never know <laughs> Um, yes, so uh, really excited for that. And just in general, I'm excited for um, She-Hulk because it's it's a film uh, that hasn't been brought to light much. Um, I, there's been um, cartoon adaptations of She-Hulk, uh, but there hasn't actually been a live-action film, like a proper big Hollywood f- live-action film of her. So it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited also about Marvel 616, um, the docuseries. Uh, I don't really read the comics. Uh, so for me, it'd be really interesting to learn the backstories on how these characters and the worlds were created and that sort of thing. So for me, um, this particular 
docuseries is going to be really, really enticing for me. Um, and it, it sort of, it, it's, it's a really good learning curve for me to be able to find out all these different information about all of these different characters um, and the universes that have been created. So I'm really excited to see that. Uh, it should be really, really cool. What else is there? I mean, look, I know it's only a rumor and I've only just started with the James Bond's movies, but I kind of hope it is Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he is, um, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm and just going to leave it like that. <laughs> that's fully his only prerequisite for James Bond. I mean, I wonder how he, what he ranks on the flirtation scale for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll okay, find out when I, once I get all the way up to um, Daniel Craig's. So. Mm. <laughs> nice. um, but, uh, you know, like, aside from his looks, Tom Hardy is an amazing actor. Like, I, I honestly think he can really pull, pull off a really good James Bond. Um, yeah. So I, I reckon... If that if it if it is true and if it does come through, I'll be very very happy. <laughs> um, I feel like the Madonna biopic was mentioned before, <laughs> like pre. I'm I've heard about it in the works somewhere. Like it was mentioned. Um, I don't know if it was on social media. It must have been on social media or something where you know there was a, a possibility that there was going to be a Madonna biopic. Um, so I have been hearing about this. So it, it's kind of no surprise to me that, um, that it's actually going to happen now. So um, that'd be really, really interesting to see how she began to what she's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> how she's become... Fulia, well, she is now. Fulia, are you excited to see them recreate her Eurovision halftime oh, performance? <laughs> no. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> no. I'm I'm kind of just hoping that they it's it it's from her early life up until I don't know, like the mid 2000s when she made her last good album. Yes. That's for me. I agree. <laughs> That's like yeah. 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 I mean, just I love Madonna but Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, not not a surprise that it's going to happen, but, you know, why not? <laughs> Everyone else is getting their own biopics. Why not her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. I used to watch Animaniacs growing up, and I used to love it. Uh, it was so much fun. And every time someone mentions Animaniacs, the theme tune just runs in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can never remember the words to it. So I only know the, the first bit. It's like the Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Yeah, that's, that's all it. I know. I can't remember the rest. <laughs> There's Amy to the Mac. There it is. There it is. Would you sit down and relax? <laughs> and that's all you know? <laughs> and, well, I'm just claiming that... I'm, do know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know more than Fully and I. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and me. And Kendall's like, we only know the final line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you, you, yeah. Baloney and Aslax. <laughs> We're Anamani, totally insane. Pinky and the brainy Anamani. Yeah. Those, those are the facts. 
Yep, there it is. Nice. <laughs> so, good job. Um, I'm a '90s child. <laughs> so um, it's a it's a bit of a shame though. It's going to Hulu, so we're, we're probably I don't know where where it'll um it'll be broadcast for us. Uh, binge, I reckon. Binge, mm, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of Hulu shows on, on binge. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, Animaniacs in today's world is going to be very interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wayne, what are your thoughts on this week's news? Yeah, well, I'll also start off with uh, paying respects to the notorious RBG. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what a wonderful legacy and, uh, just watching some videos this week as well about her and, um, and her life story, uh, because I had heard of, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg before, uh, but didn't know the intricacies. I mean, why would you really from an Australian point of view to be perfectly yeah, honest? Yeah. Um, but you know, she was a, a name and a figure that was, that I was familiar to. Um, and just so much respect and admiration for all the hard work she's done and the fight for equality. Um, that she's really put forward. So yeah, sadly missed, but she did a good innings. She absolutely uh, left America. I would like to hope better than what she found it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, that you would say that with a lot more confidence four years ago, but I think <laughs> a lot of her hard work, um, will, will still be, um, felt through, you know, throughout the years and throughout the decades. And I think especially for women, um, incredibly inspiring and just her fight for equality um, for for men and women as well because a lot of the times when men are discriminated against it's really a reflection on um, on how we view women more than anything else oh yeah you know it's like a lot of her I was uh, learning that a lot of her early cases was defending men Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because, you know, the, the, the complaints, if you will, that they had or the issues they had were, um, what traditionally women would, 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 um, have issues for, especially in terms of family and parental leave and, and things like that. But of course, you know, these laws discriminate against men because they really want to reiterate where a woman's place is. So it's quite a really interesting, intricate web. And she saw through all of that and really fought for equality because, you know, we're, we're not all equal until we're all equal. Um, so, yeah, again, yeah. an absolutely wonderful, wonderful legacy. Um, absolute respect uh, and admiration as well. Um, on to uh, more broader pop culture news this week. Um, I have to say I've actually started to revisit South Park as well. Uh, still on the first season, so when it was good. But I will be interested <laughs> to actually watch um, the pandemic special. Um, I, I, I do like the, 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 the sense of humor, even though the show should have, you know, ended 10 years ago, but I think, um, I, I, you know, when it's something really current, uh, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, just, they're very clever, oh. um, and just yeah. very on the pulse, um, and are quite scathing with their critiques. Um, and I, yeah, and I do like their, their style of humor. Please don't judge me. But, but, but yeah, um. Yeah, so I I hope I'll be able to um, access that. So that 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 should be interesting. Um, Channel Ten is actually launching a new network in September, um, and South Park is going to be a part of that. Um, screening. Yes, that's so right. So we might even be able to watch um, the pandemic special free to air um, in Australia. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was also in the news that um, it, 
that uh, uh, SBS is no longer going to be having South Park as well. So. Right, oh. because because Ten's um, purchased uh, the rights through maybe their connections through CBS, I imagine. Wow, yeah, probably. Um, it would have to be. I assume, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be, yeah. So I think 10 Shake is the new channel, yeah. which is, um, I think, it later this month as well, right? Okay. Yeah. 10 Shake. Yeah. There we go. Sounds dumb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Madonna's making uh, directing her own biopic, because why wouldn't she be? Um, <laughs> it, it, it tracks. It yeah. does, it does. <laughs> I'm just surprised she's not starring in it as well as herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, get get some of that de-aging technology going. Oh, oh no, it's Madonna. She'll claim she won't need it. <laughs> <laughs> True. She's like, I'll just put on that material girl dress again, even though she hates performing that song now. But <laughs> um, look, I'm I'm where you're at, Kendall. Like, I'm intrigued by this. I think it's yeah. either going to be really good and insightful, especially her rise through the 80s and early yeah. 90s, especially when she really... Um, was really peaked and really challenging um, and yeah. and confronting because come the 2000s, um, she definitely let that slip. Um, yeah. You know, she sort of would bow to pressure and, and public opinion more, uh, which was surprising and disappointing. But I think the name that she definitely made herself um, in the 80s especially, that's just remarkable. Again, um, I, I think Madonna is a really strong role model for women, at least was yeah. back then. I, I can't really yeah. speak for now. But... Um, yeah, I think just the fact that she just pretty much was like, you know, zero fucks given. This is what I'm saying and put her sexuality out there and did not care. Um, yeah. And that's something to be respected. Um, I really I really do believe that. I think it's absolutely something to be respected as well as enjoying her music because I just love Madonna's music as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Which, which is why we were all so disappointed about Eurovision. Never letting it go, people. Never letting no, it go. No, no. <laughs> No, don't, don't. As only to warn others not to, uh, to seek it out. God. Um, I haven't seen it. Is it good? Um, look, um, when one of the um, country's representatives uh, openly calls out Madonna's performance during the live cross to announce the votes... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all I need to say, all I need to say, it was the best shade I have ever seen in a live cross. Yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy as the next James Bond. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm for it. Go for it. Let's go nuts with this. Um, it's I think such a such an honor to receive the the role of of James Bond. All eyes are on you once you've mm. been. Um, you know, cast because I know when Daniel Craig was cast and was like a blonde James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> like I it was such that. a big deal that we had a blonde James Bond. Um, so look, Tom Hardy. Um, I'm not a betting man, but I will bet that if he is cast, he will do a fantastic job. Uh, absolutely all for it. I'm glad yeah. to see that filming's resumed on the Batman as well. Uh, love Robert Pattinson, and I'm glad that he's healthy enough to. Um, to be resuming that role. Um, I really can't wait for the Batman, having, you know, uh, yeah. seen that little sneak peek before. Oh, it was just so like, good. Just give it to me right now. <laughs> um, Kendall, my Kendall, you did bring some uh, Marvel and MCU news to us. Um, yeah. Yeah, and as I predicted, nobody cares. Michael, over to you. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's... Snap! That's... <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm going to put you on mute. (laughs) (laughs) 
Michael, please. Yes. Let's, 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 let's forget the last minute happened and please tell me your thoughts on the Oh, movie. that's okay. I'll cut it out. Hey, oh, you dare censor me, young lady. Censorship when it's due. That's uh, when it's due. Anyway. It's going to be a weird transition. <laughs> when I just start talking for some reason. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, yeah, R.I.P. R.B.G. Um, she definitely was a, a powerhouse, and only what what five foot four or so, something. So a short, tower, tiny, a tower of a woman. Yeah, and um, yeah, and couldn't you just hold on for another three months? Uh, <laughs> literally, anyway. literally. God, anyway. God dang it! I know we're not supposed to talk about politics here, but yes, we God are. Damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, sucks. Yeah, so so rest in power, Ruth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Powerhouse. Yes, so Marvel. Um, going on to what they've been saying. Uh yep, She Hulk will be awesome. Um definitely need need to have some sort of Hulk uh appearance. Um don't know if we're going to do the sort of bloodletting, like the the thing or anything like that, but it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, take. And ho- hopefully, hopefully, um, uh, uh, She Hulk being an attorney, we might see uh, Daredevil as well. Maybe we don't know. Mm, yeah, that'd be um, cool. It'll be cool. Come on. Hopefully, we, we want we want Daredevil. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man. No, not Ant Man. Uh, jo- Jonathan Majors. Yes, he is awesome in um, in a Lovecraft Lovecraft country. Definitely, definitely a good watch. Uh, definitely has the horror, the sort of period pieces, and and he does a really good job in it. And uh, it's it's almost done, and I'm getting a seizure now. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you playing at home, Fulia is playing with some flashing lights. Yes, sorry, I'm just trying to get that so that the lights are like just changing smoothly and I'm pressing the wrong button. I'm like, I'm sure it's that one. Oh, wait, no, it's not that one. <laughs> Maybe save it for when we're not recording a podcast, Fulia. <laughs> just putting it out there. Look, I just wanted to put in a little bit of a visual flair for you guys, okay? Thank you. You know, it's a good, it's good concept. I mean, yeah. good content for concept. Um, the Marvel 60, uh, 660, uh, 16, bloody hell, uh, 616. Uh, the Marvel 616 is a bit, um, I've heard, only heard like like whispers about that, but it would be a, an awesome uh, miniseries to actually d- dive into because the the um, comic continuity is way different from the film franchise, so it would definitely be a, a very good um, companion piece, dare I say, of where these characters come from. And uh, hopefully we'll see a, a, a lot more um, uh, uh, Stanley as well. So yeah. it'll be a good, it'll be a good like uh, a good uh, sending off piece because we miss him. We we miss that man. We really do. Yes, yes. Uh, the Batman resuming, good. Um, we definitely need, need that. I'm I'm happy to wa- watch uh, Robin Batten-Bat. That's his name. <laughs> Robin Batten-Bat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got Batfleck and you got Batten-Bat. 
Battenson. But no, I, no, like, no, no, I no. like yours as well. <laughs> Rob Bat Batten Bat. <laughs> you gotta have <laughs> triple the bat, Cut. triple the power. Yeah, triple yeah. that. <laughs> because it's like the third third Batman that's that's come out uh, this um, decade. Um, yes, literally. Yeah, uh, definitely looking for that. Uh, Tom Hardy is James Bond now. Uh, I have no qualms of who plays um, James Bond. It would definitely be an interesting pick, but uh, he's already he's already Mad Max. Come on, he, <laughs> he's already Mad Max, and they're doing more Mad Max and 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 Venom as well. I mean, he's an awesome uh, awesome actor. Don't get me wrong, but he's already played Sean Connery. He's he. <laughs> Yeah, remember in Bane, he, he, he's doing he's doing Sean Connery. <laughs> I was born in the dark. I lived in it. Can you not? Come on, that is Sean Connery. That's he's doing. great. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, agree, but I like it anyway. Come on. You could you could say Chris. In all tense of purposes, Christopher Nolan, he, he, he's always known, he, his Batman is always no, known as the stupid voice Batmans. Yeah, true. Because you got, because, because you got um, Christian Bale doing a, where are they, where are the drugs go? <laughs> and, and you got Joker, who's doing an impression of Tom Waits. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I love him. Come on, they love him. Yeah. I mean, Sounds like you love them on mute. <laughs> Just watching it with subtitles. <laughs> it it go it goes towards my my um popcorn question of the week. Oh okay, lovely. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I Dropping some breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Because I am Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Isn't that yeah? Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I am German. Um. What was I was talking about? Yeah, Tom Hardy, James Bond, go for it. Um, you know, could have been another Tom. Yes. Uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Come on, you go see Tom Holland. Tom Holland's uh, uh, great. He's not yeah. James Bond. He is. He's James. got a baby face. Mm. Yeah. So does fucking Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh There are. Have you seen his face? Yes. There is nothing. It's just it's like a slab of concrete. It's no- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus what? H Christ. <laughs> All right, Mike. What what else? What else in the news? <laughs> is there anything okay. else you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, Madonna directing her own di- biopic. She's not going to be biased at all. Uh, of the poor soul who has to play Madonna. It's like I wouldn't be that. I, I wouldn't do it like that. A, bi- be- a biased pick instead of biased. A biased pick. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been so interesting if they got uh, Guy Ritchie to do directing. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but that's never going to happen. Nah. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> the last laugh. 
Uh. <laughs> and it's just and it's just instead of a biopic about Madonna, it's just the making of Swept Away. <laughs> now I would pay to see that. I am a defender yeah. of Swept Away. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be like Hitchcock. Oh yeah, ma- making of making of Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. See, I actually watched that movie and I quite liked it because it was in color. Mm. Um. <laughs> What else is there? Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, with the Madonna pick, if they get, if they do a bit where, um, uh, when did when Madonna knows uh, she's made it because Weird Al did a parody song, and oh, yeah. I please let there be a Weird Al sort of cameo in it, <laughs> <laughs> like Weird Al doing himself. Yeah, that he, would be great. I think I think he did that before in uh, the Goldenbergs or something, like the television show. Yeah, yeah, he played himself in an episode, I think. Yeah, but he was the uh, but he was the eighties owl. Yeah. So, so glasses and mustache. <laughs> hey, I can I can play him. I got a mustache. Yeah. And I'm six foot, and I can put my leg over my head. Uh, <laughs> when I was seventeen. Um, yeah, South Park. Please, I want to watch it. I just need a laugh. I, I need a laugh this week. And and uh, yeah, Animaniacs. Ah, oh, I know nostalgia is probably a bad thing to to be in, but I just want that. I just want that so bad. And I've actually seen. Uh, I saw a tweet like um, I think it was like yesterday, and Rob Paulson actually retweeted it. It's like now now I can show my kids. Um, now my kids has a Animaniacs that I had as a kid. Aww. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. And that's all really for the week. Um, highs and lows and, and question marks. What about you, Kendall? Mm. <laughs> Do wow. you have question marks, happies and, and sads? I, I mean, there's a lot of emotions going on in there, but I think it might be time to uh, move those emotions to Trailer Park because I'm really excited about Trailer Park as well. Let's roll on up. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. All right, trailer park time. Uh, And to start us off, just the best thing to happen this week, apart from other other good things that also happened this week. It was a good week to be a nerd, I think. Um... The Mandalorian season two trailer yes. dropped. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! Ah, uh, yep. Okay, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start with this. It looks so good, um, just from top to bottom. Um, I, I really got a sense of this is going to be a lot more epic this season. This is going to be bigger. Um, a lot more action going on. Um, I did. I think I did read something that season two is going to be a lot less sort of bottle episodes and more of a through storyline. Um, so it's going to get straight to the business, which is very, very good. Um, yeah, it just looks phenomenal. Just Baby Yoda all day, every day, <laughs> please. My God. I wonder when he's going to say, like, say his first words. Like, I wonder if that's going to happen this season. We're going to get to hear Baby Yoda speak instead of I know his first word. What what is it? He says, not the mama. (laughs) 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 
Okay. Only one person got that reference. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I do. The, the 5% of audiences that get it. <laughs> if someone gets it, you're doing something right. So it's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, it looks so good. Uh, it doesn't show too much. I mean, all we all, all we know about the the second season is obviously you know picking up where it, the first one ended off, where you know uh, Din needs to find where little baby Yoda belongs and return him. Um, and there's going to be Jedi. <gasps> I'm so happy. Um, yeah, and just we're going back to Tatooine. Like, there was Tusken Raiders riding Banthers in this thing. There's Stormtroopers ev- every bloody where. There's freaking those hovercraft things from Return of the Jedi. Like, references everywhere. Like, ah, yes. Yes. Yeah, it was great. I'm, yeah. It just looks phenomenal. I can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be freaking awesome. Fulia, what do you think? Oh, I am so excited for season yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. After watching season one uh, earlier this year, uh, and then I was like, oh, my God, now I have to wait until season two, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have to wait too much longer. Um, but the the trailer, uh, like you said, didn't show too much, but it showed just enough that I was like, well, not, not that I wasn't going to watch it anyway, um, that it just intrigued me even more. And now, now I'm... I'm I'm all for more baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um there's there's a there's a lot more to the story now um where you know the Mandalorian now has to find um or if he wants to find where baby Yoda belongs because apparently he's mm. like wherever I go he goes. So <laughs> um whether or not he's actually going to give him up and you know find his own kind is going to be really interesting to find out. Um, so um, I, I am very interested to see where that goes. So yeah, um, definitely excited for season two of the Mandalorian. Give it to me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, I'm on the same page with you all. Uh, if this trailer was just, you know, three seconds of the logo of the Mandalorian, I'd be just as excited as I am now having seen footage that it's actually official and it's got a date and all of these different things. Um, No surprises. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, I won't won't lie, though, Kendall, um, you're saying that it's going to be less bottle episodes and more of a through-line story. I'm just kind of like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Okay. Yeah, because I sort of enjoyed that. Yeah, because that was a part of the formula that made season one just so beautiful and special you felt like you were watching these mini movies because it was still a a through line plot of Mm. you know like revolving around baby yoda and bounties and all of these different things so um you know the episodes were still connected you had to still watch them sequentially um but maybe going deeper into a plot and drawing it out longer over a few episodes look that's traditional and when it's done right that's not a bad thing uh but it is a change in formula or a change in tactic in saying that, the team who gave us season one did such a phenomenal job. There is so much love and respect and care into telling these stories. Um, I have full confidence that season two is going to be a ripper. Um, look, can we call it now difficult to top season one? But if they can, yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's going to be sure. one of those that if they can't, it's still going to be an amazing season as well. Yes, yeah, so... 
all of the above to what you've all said and then some that I can't even articulate because I too am really excited to watch this. How about yourself, Michael? Uh, yeah, I hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I need to be the naysayer. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this trailer. Um, I, I accidentally woke up my wife um, when, when I just laughed my head off when... when um, uh, that bit when ba- Baby Yoda went, nope, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucked off great. in his shell. That was gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I just laugh and it's like, what are you doing? It's like, Mandalorian trailer. Is it Star Wars? Yes. Oh, fuck off. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, no, it's good. It's 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 like it's like 80s, 80s TV. It's like, it's like MacGyver and A-Team and yes. shit like that. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, well. At least we're watching Dez. Yes, you always have Dez. I suppose. <laughs> I always have Dez. Yeah, the serial killer that killed a lot of people. In real life. Uh, speaking of killing people in real life, um, yeah, Mandalorian. <laughs> it's hard being the last one because everyone said all the good stuff and I'm try- <laughs> trying to think of so- something new and different and unusual. <laughs> It's also it's also uh, hard being the first one. <laughs> ah, you, you you lay the tracks and I just uh-huh. clean it up. I'm the caboose okay. to your to your. So so so, so next okay. so next trailer review, Kendall will flip it, throw to Mike, <laughs> and oh, fully I can go last. Okay. <laughs> no 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 no. I'm I'm actually quite happy because the next trailer I do have a couple of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, but with this one, it's I think it's great great that. Um, the way they film this, it, that they can do it more isolated. That um, uh, who knows? We'll pr- probably get a season three next year. Hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, get the band back together, and hope they don't. Hope they don't. Um, I I just hope that they don't explore um, Yoda's. Um, species too much. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, yeah. just ta- just a little taste. I mean, uh, Baby Yoda is the fan name, and mm. uh, because it, it's not Baby Yoda, because Yoda's the name and not the name of the yeah, species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The child. <laughs> um, actually, uh, <laughs> if, if the name, not the species. No. But in all seriousness, Any that's what makes who- it, that's what makes him such a wonderful character is that we don't really know anything about the child. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, we we can link him to to somebody else of his species of his race because we have such affection for the the one that we know as Yoda. Um, but and, and we can see that the child has you know Jedi talent and all of these different things. But you're right, just because we don't know what to call him, really, um, that baby Yoda is the goat is the go-to. Um, so I'm like, I agree with you, Mike, hundred percent. I don't want to know. I don't want, you know, this child to go home and we see a whole bunch of other Yodas <laughs> for lack of a bit of a term because I, yeah, I, I, the mystery about Yoda, the fact that, you know, his, uh, his, his species has never been defined. Maybe George Lucas is the only one who knows <laughs> what that species is, but I love that with all the information and all the mythology and lore there is about Star Wars, it's something we don't know. Like, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's a whole lot better than probably most um, franchises that sort of 
dwelve into it as like, oh, where do you go next? Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, I sort of shot the gun too too quickly mm-hmm. there. And and when you wrap up everything at the end, that um, there's no more questions. It's like cutoff point right here. Yeah. Um, I can name a cu- couple, but I don't want to, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm more th- thinking of Harry Potter at the moment, like especially after the seventh book, like everything's like, like to a close and everything's shut off. That's it. Where do you go from? Cursed child. He sort of doesn't work. <laughs> but with with this, uh, there's plenty of lore that you can dwell dwell on. Uh, considering this is like an in between in between um, in between sort of story, yeah, and you yeah. can get, sort of go anywhere because. There's a lot of interesting places you can take it. You can actually add on to, uh, add on to the connective tissue between, um, uh, return, return, yeah. return of the Jedi and uh, the other one. Force we don't Awakens. speak its name. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I'll I'll speak its name. It's okay. okay. <laughs> that one we can speak. Okay. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I do have my givings. But. But yeah, it, it's it, it's a great show. Go watch it. Definitely, definitely for Disney Plus. Uh, and Kendall, when are we going to watch it? Well, we will be able to see the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian on the thirtieth of October. Yay! Yes. Just in time for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. A nice early Christmas present. Okay, next trailer this week uh, is for an upcoming Netflix film by the name of The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, this is just... This is great. This looks awesome. This looks phenomenal. It looks, it looks very intense, which I'm all about as well. But, I mean, for me, this is another movie that I'm just seeing all of these names that I know and love from other things. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is just all these cool ingredients going into this mixing pot of an awesome film, I think. So, fingers crossed. Uh, I mean, it's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, um, who is just a legendary screenwriter in the business. Um, and we've got an incredible cast, Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Jeremy, uh, whoa, not Jeremy, no, Mark Rylance, JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this thing, Frank Langella, like, there's just a lot of great people. I mean, I would like some more women, but, uh, that's all right. That's not what this story is about. Uh, the story, for those who don't know, it's, uh, seven people who are on trial, uh, during the late sixties following the uprising, uh, at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Um, Yeah, so I know nothing about this. This is a historical event that's taken place in America, obviously, um, and I've never heard of it before either, but um, that's part of the reason, I think, why I'm very intrigued to check this out, because it just looks... It looks like... Yeah, it just looks really, really good, really well made. Um, um, And, yeah, the trailer, I think it's a good trailer. It sets out what it you know, needs to do and, and all of that. I think it pulls you in nicely for me. Um, yeah, I just really hope it's a good film because, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of good factors in this. Uh, yeah, I don't really have too much else to say. Fulia, what did you think? Uh, I'm the same as you. I have no idea what this particular story is going to be about. Um, obviously, it's a time in history 
that happened in America. And that's all I know. Uh, I'm I'm a little intrigued to know a bit more. Um, the uh, the trailer itself was more of a teaser, so you don't really get to see too much. Uh, so you only you there's only a few bits and pieces being revealed. Um, but I'm a little clouded, so I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Uh, but the lineup of actors that are in this film looks really good. Um. I'm I'm a little I'm a little intrigued. I might be interested in actually seeing it, um, just to find out what it's about um, and where it goes, and, and you know educate myself. <laughs> so yeah, um, like you, Kendall, I, I've got not much else I can really say. So over to you, Wayne. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like like um, the two of you, I had never heard of this case before. So just a quick Google search. Um, has enhanced what I was already feeling about this trailer. And um, I am absolutely all for this film. Um, anything to do with the um, 60s and 70s, that peak period of counterculture, I am yeah. absolutely there. It's definitely one of those um, eras where you, you know, where you're asked if you could live at any other time, um, you know, when would you live? I would love to be, uh, uh, you know, late teens, early 20s, um, one of those long-haired hippies at a university campus uh, during counterculture era. Um, I just, I I love and adore everything about this era in terms of politics, social movements, political changes, um, and of course, counterculture. So um, yeah, as you've said, the lineup of actors is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Just incredible. I hope it's as good as it looks because even the flashes that we saw um, looks like to tell an impactful and intense and very engaging story. Um, I can't wait to watch this. Absolutely can't wait to watch this. And then after seeing it, researching it Um, because I'm not going to be Googling anymore. I want to be surprised uh, while (laughs) watching this. I I want to go in there quite fresh, but yeah, yeah. I really, really excited about this one. How about you, Mike? (sighs) Okay. Um, now this, this could be my confirmation bias happening here, but I would like to be challenged on this. Uh, I, I am listening to a podcast that quintessentially is shitting on the West Wing. Uh, who, oh, yeah. that, is, that is an Aaron Sulkin, <laughs> yes. um, uh, thing. So when I saw, saw his name come up, I thought, okay, here we go. So I came in a little bit skeptical. So <laughs> after watching this, I, I was really intrigued because I, I was like you. I did not know anything about, about this trial. Um, so I did a bit of a deep dive and uh, I sort of dwelled into it for about three days. Wow. So, <laughs> so I, That is a deep I, dive. I pretty mu- yeah, I pretty much know like almost everything about this trial. And, and, and then I sort of... Um, uh, reconstructed myself watching it and I just got a little bit more pissed off with this adaptation. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, Mike, is your standpoint <laughs> so, for people who know the story, so especially, I guess the target audience being Americans, um, mm, won't take to this? I, I think they will because, uh, as as you guys have already said, that uh, it's it's a great cast. Mm. I'm, I'm not denying that. It's a great cast. And when I saw it, I thought, oh, awesome. All these great 
great things. And you see Sasha Baron Cohen into in a mm. an, a dra a, a dramatic role that we have. I don't think we've actually seen seen him in. And and um, know, knowing more about his character, uh, Abby, um, he he definitely sort of was the sort of Sasha Baron Cohen um, sort of. Uh, yeah, I don't. As you say, Wayne, I don't want to spoil spoil it. So, so I don't. I don't want to do do that sort of thing. But um, uh, the the these men uh, were your, you know, your 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 hippies, uh, your yippies is a is a thing that you need to learn. Um, is their is their group, and um, they were rat bags. They were. <laughs> And the trial is probably the mo- most um, entertaining bit of the actual story, uh, and the the events leading up to it is also the herring thing. And I think uh, being Aaron Sorkin, uh, he he does dr- uh, he does um, uh, trial procedurals very well because it's basically everyone talking. <laughs> so he he does a lot of talk- talking speeches, which yeah, he's get, he's good for his dialogue. That. Yeah, so. So his action, I don't know, and this is his second uh, directorial. Um, I think so. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the other one was Molly's Game or something. Um, yeah, Molly's, Molly's Game? Game. Did or did he direct Steve Jobs as well, or did he just write yeah. that? Uh, he wrote that, and he also wrote um, the Social Network as well. Yes, he which wrote I'll the go, Social Network. Which I go back to that as well because. Um, uh, uh, um, I watched that like not too long ago, and it sort of doesn't age well considering what uh, Facebook has become. Uh, and um, yeah, really, he do- he does write a, um, a lot of um, very smart people uh, in a good light because you know smart people. You, you see the smart people and they're going against going against the uh, the the status quo. And considering with Mark Zuckerberg, you know. Um, <laughs> It, how can you make him human? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so with so with this, um, I have an issue with the title as well, um, because there are different interpretations. Um, uh, originally, it was called the Chicago Eight. There's meant to be another person on trial as well. So, so calling it the Chicago Seven. Would be an interesting take if I knew what was going to happen. So uh, I need to watch. Uh, I need to watch the film. So um, I need to wa- watch the film to actually get my take. But but it's it's sort of adding up to a thing that I'm very skeptical about because one of the characters who was actually on trial is the number eight. Is um, is the is the black person that we see at the start uh, t- talking about uh, talking about all the people who have uh, been assassinated, uh, and his character is is one of the co-founders of the Black Panther movement. Oh. Ooh. Yes. So, and when he when he says uh, Ma- uh, uh, um, Doctor King. Uh, is gone, and then he goes on to say uh, Bobby, which yeah. is Bobby Kennedy. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know why this sort of pissed me off, but surely he would have said 
Malcolm as well. Because he was assassinated um, uh, before this trial and before before the riots as well. Mm. And uh, I was having a look at... Um, and I was looking up um, the, tr- um, the Black Panthers. And, the, and one of the reasons why they were formed was because of uh, Malcolm X. Yeah. And... And especially after his assassination, so I'm really skeptical of how they're going to portray portray this because what uh, what um, uh, Bobby Seal is his is his name. Uh, everything that happened in the trial sort of happens around him. So I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying not to hate this film before I see it, <laughs> but considering. Considering where this movie is uh, being released, uh, because it was filmed at the end of 2019, and way before George Floyd and all that, and sort of the uh, well, Black Lives Matter actually happened before before that as well. So yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting like release, considering what uh, the world is going through, and this is the politics side yeah. side of um. What what's been happening now? So I'm a little bit and and it being a representation of what what is happening now with um, is it a peaceful protest or is it a riot? And that sort of dwells into uh, this trial back in the back in the sixties. And um, I was hoping I was hoping this would already have a a dollop as well. Uh, the, oh, there is the podca- one. There isn't one. Oh, and, that's surprising. Yeah, uh, and I'm assuming there's probably going to be a dollop like before this comes out, and because <laughs> it gives you opportunity because, to hate the film even more before you see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, so I've sort of know what's going to happen, and I don't mind that because it's history. You got to know, and. And considering this is supposed to be like a dramatization of history, I think you need you may need to know history before you watch it to see what is being manipulated or anything like that. But that that's a subject for later on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I am. I'm going to be very skeptical about this film and how they represent. Uh, uh, Grant you, it 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 was a protest about the Vietnam War, and I'm thinking they're going to f- focus more on the anti-war movement instead of the civil rights movement. And I can understand why they're sort of focusing more on that than than this, because basically that's that's what the um the uh, protest was about. But not having this central character not being represented, considering it's not being represented. Uh, in the title of the movie, it's definitely rubbing me up the wrong way. Because essentially, pe- people say it, uh, uh, it it is debated if it is the Chicago Eight or the Chicago Seven. But right. my take is, you need that eight to to see where the trial is actually going. Because in the trial, it it's it's funny. If you're on the side of the Chicago Eight, but if you're on the if you're on the um, other side, well, I I don't think anyone here would be on the side of the judge, <laughs> basically. Um, 
it, it, it is a funny con- concept of what, what actually happens in the trial. And and when... That's it. And at the end of the trailer, when he... Uh, when um, Sasha Baron Cohen's... Uh, 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 character? The role he's playing. Character. His character. You know, the figment of our imagination. The... <laughs> Uh, when the ca- character says that line, I deliberately went back to the <laughs> transcript to see if that actually uh, did what was sa- was said, because coming from a hippie who's basically drug fucked from <laughs> from from years of abusing drugs and all that, that that is very that that is very eloquent, an eloquent what uh, line uh, from from that sort of person, and it's sort of is based on a line that was said in the trial, but it was not in that context. So, so that's another reason why I'm skeptical. Wow. Okay, so it's a movie okay. that's uh, a biopic that's um, weaving its creative license, I suppose. Um, which, <laughs> yeah. look, never happens. Uh, but, no, no, never at all. But, um, but, and yeah. considering, considering what I've been listening to as well, as I said, it's my confirmation bias sort of happening here that Aaron, Sark, Aaron Sorkin doesn't know how to write a black character properly, considering this is history and it's not that hard. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so K- Kendall, when are we going to judge for ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I sense a, a big review discussion about this yeah. film in our I think I should, just to settle my fucking Bring nerves. it on. I lo- Bring it on. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because when I was going into it, I was getting more and more pissed off. Oh, uh, yeah. No, we noticed. <laughs> especially with the tone of the trailer as well. It's like, it's all serious. It's all... It could be taken that way, yes, but... <laughs> Okay, I'm so curious. This is gonna be this is gonna be really interesting. Okay, so the trial of the Chicago Seven slash eight uh, <laughs> will be on Netflix on the 16th of October. Um, if you're in America, though, apparently it is showing in select theaters. So uh, if you're able to get to a cinema, do so. I was actually hoping uh, another trailer would take its spot, so I don't have to go through this anxiety. But <laughs> it said it's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said something. There were other trailers I could have picked, but this looked. I know, like, but this, look, I, this I looked just like want... it would be good for discussion, and it was. I was right. It, so. just, it just wanted. I just wanted to fill the room. You know. No, no. That was great, Mike. That was really great. Thank you. Um, all right, last trailer for this week. Um, complete opposite of what we just talked about. A trailer for an upcoming docu series that will be. Uh, airing on Stan for us here in Australia. Showtime if you're in the US. Uh, the Comedy Store. Um, hell yeah. Yeah, this is great. Um, I, I've i seen it in real life. I didn't get to go in it, but I was doing one of those uh, with the Hollywood Homes tours and it takes you all through Los Angeles, like the Hollywood Hills area, all of that. And we drove past the comedy store and I got a quick photo. So I think there's a photo of it on my phone somewhere. (laughs) Um, So that made me feel like, oh, I've I've seen it in real life. Anyway, shameless plug aside. um, (laughs) This this looks like a really, really good doco series um, that's really going to go into the history of this iconic venue. 
Um, like I knew, I knew going into watching this trailer that it was uh, a very influential uh, club for rising comedians, but I had no idea just the the big list of these names that had actually made their debut and made their careers, made names for themselves um, on this stage. Like, that's insane. Um, and the fact that a lot of them are clearly going to be featured in this doco series in some form or another, like Whoopi Goldberg, Jim Carrey, Michael Keaton, um, David Letterman, like so many iconic names that we know and love. Um, oh, yes, sorry. Mike? Go on. I forgot to I forgot to mention Michael Keaton's also in the trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, is slash he? Eight. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, awesome. That could have been a nice segue. That's all right. <laughs> Opportunity missed. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I was too busy shitting on the film before. No. Seeing it. <laughs> it's okay. I don't care. It's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really have too much to say other than I'm definitely going to be checking this out. Um, I'm a sucker for comedy, um, and yeah, it looks it looks like it's going to be very informative, very very entertaining. Um, Fulia, what do you think about this? I am really excited for this. I love stand up comedy, and being able to see where a lot of these comedians began their careers is going to be really really enlightening and very informative. Um, like. Uh, the Netflix series um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, they, there was uh, maybe one or two episodes where um, Jerry Seinfeld takes, uh, I think, I can't remember who the comedian guest was for, that, for those episodes, but they go to the comedy store and they do um, like a little mini set type of thing. Um, so I'm really intrigued because that's where Jerry Seinfeld also began as well. Um, and so many other well-renowned comedians of our, of, of everyone's times, you know, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, you know, there's so many. And I'm just really, really interested in the background story of the comedy store itself. So this for me is going to be really, really cool. Uh, and I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. Wayne, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I love the look of this series. I think it's going to be incredibly informative. I think it's going to give us great insight. Um, look, this is the space that gave us performers who define our childhoods, our love for movies, our love for television, our love for comedy, uh, you know, that helped shape popular culture in Western society. It's a significant space. And I love that a whole series is devoted to it, to what it means and to who, um, you know, performed there and to the woman who was responsible for giving these people the green light. Um, I, I just think it looks um, exquisite. I, I really can't wait for this. I think that the, the, the trailer is, is fantastic. It's really intriguing. It's giving us lots of glimpses and flashes. It's a successful trailer. It does what a good trailer should do. Um, I can't wait to watch this. I, I'm definitely for this one uh, for mm. so many reasons. How about you, Michael? I don't know what you guys watch, but I watched something completely different. <laughs> Um, I don't think comedy is funny, and <laughs> now nah, I'm in the same boat as you, you guys. Um, I'm, I'm a big sucker for comedy and also historical mm-hmm. comedy as as well. If 
if that's a thing. And yeah, going from step to step of one particular um, comic room where where heaps, as you say, heaps of people who got their start and went on to pretty much molded like essentially American comedy from from early starts in early starts of uh, the sixties uh, all the way all the way to now where it's still there and it's this 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 big thing that that people still go to it's absolutely amazing and you only hear you only hear about it in people in other like great comic docos like Richard Pryor and 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 all all that all those other greats Robin Williams of course but and and Whoopi Goldberg and all all the others from uh, from past present and future all come together to just celebrate uh just <laughs> a dingy comic <laughs> comic room which which in itself is absolutely hilarious and I lo- love it um I I can't really add more to that but I'm definitely going to be binge watching this as soon as it comes out yes what about you Kendall <laughs> yes well I think it might also be important to note that um it's 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 kind of coming at a really nice time like you know during this pandemic when we this is something we can't go out and experience yeah. at the moment and we don't know when we'll be able to so and we need to support the arts community more than ever so I have a series that celebrates the arts and comedians in particular like this I think it's yeah the timing couldn't be better for it personally definitely um, Yes. So it will be streaming on Stan here in Australia on the 4th of October. Oh my God, it's so close. So close. <laughs> Only a couple of weeks. So close, but yet so far. So far. <laughs> yes. All right. That was Trailer Park for this week. Time to roll on out. And time for a couple of quick or not so quick, quickie reviews. Quickie review. Quickie review time. We have a couple of uh, reviews to give to you all listening at home this week. Starting with a recently released Netflix movie by the name of The Devil All the Time, which Wayne and I had the pleasure of watching, or I hope the pleasure, depending <laughs> what he has to say about it. Ooh, I, don't know. I know I know. I know I got some pleasure out of it, which is strange to say, because it's a very harrowing story filled with death and oh, bad, bad things. Lots of bad things. I mean, it's all in the... The devil is in the details, and in this case, it's in the title and everything that happens in this film. Um, yeah, it's it's a good film. I, I really... I really liked it. Um, it's not perfect. It's not. It didn't blow me away or knock my socks off. I had kind of um, some issues with the pacing earlier on because there's a lot of time jumps between uh, certain events that take place and the way that the the narrative is trying to string together all these characters that are all interweaving, interconnecting, and which I kind of liked that they were all connected. But I f- I feel like the way the film went about doing it. Um, I don't know, there was something that was slightly amiss for me. I didn't really, it was kind of jarring a bit at first to kind of grasp how this narrative was going to be told because it's, you know, very far from linear, obviously. Um, But that aside, um, the cast did not disappoint and that was something I I knew, I think, going in because I remember when we talked about this film in Trailer Park a few weeks ago that 
like just these names were the the, the reason I was going to sit down and check this out. And yeah, I was not not disappointed. I mean, Tom Holland in uh, such a great turn um, as Arvin Russell, uh, a character we've never seen him play before, and I was I was very very impressed with his performance uh, throughout the film. Robert Pattinson though is probably. Like I'm kind of stunned, <laughs> just because I'm I'm such a fan of his, and he always gives great performances. But uh, just the 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 pre- the kind of presence that's you know he he kind of brings on screen in this, where it's like it's he he comes across as ca- charismatic at first because you know he's very very good looking, um, but he you know it doesn't take long for the film to let you know that he's a sinister person. Um, committing sinister deeds and yeah I just mm, very very good performance um, gosh what else can I say about this film I mean it's it's just it's yeah I mean don't don't expect to, to have a fun time watching this because like I did say it's very harrowing like it's it's such an interesting commentary an interesting take I suppose on the power of religion um, and the way it can be manipulated the way it can be abused and, um, you know, just because someone may have beliefs that are, that are inherently good doesn't make them a good person, you know, kind of, kind of thing. It's so, it's so fascinating. Um, it's just all the, the way all of these different people, their lives are being affected because of what other people believe, uh, whether it's Christianity, Catholicism, or just their own personal kind of beliefs uh, and what they bring in into the world and what they want to bring into the world and get out of the world. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very, very clever. Uh, a lot of it's very, very cle- clever. And I really enjoyed the, 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 the all of the, the themes, I guess, um, of the film. But, um, and then there was one moment when, when uh, Harry Melling's Roy Lafferty got covered in spiders and I was just <laughs> not okay. <laughs> You, you felt I those spiders, okay. Kendall, don't yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yes, yes, yes. I I was, you know, in case I'd forgotten I was arachnophobic, I was reminded uh, very prominently in this. Oh, my God. That was, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I'm, I'm agnostic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also really liked Bill Skarsgård um, as Willard Russell yeah. and Riley Keough as Sandy Henderson, both also giving excellent performances um especially bill bill is so impressive like mm. the way he just kind of, he just kind of really disappears into these characters that he plays so convincingly um and it's not just about the way he looks because you know you recognize him he's got a very recognizable face he's a scars guard for heaven's sake but the way like just what he can do with his voice is something that just has always impressed me and will continue i think to impress me and as much as I love Jason Clark, he was creepy as hell in this film, and I, I didn't like him, but he did a good job, so it's 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 all right. Um, I'd probably give this film, I'd say, a three out of five. It's worth checking out if you're curious, if you're interested. It's it's it is very well made. I'm just yeah, I think the pacing for me was a bit off, uh, a bit jarring, but um, the performances made it worth my while. Wayne, what did you think? Yeah, I have similar thoughts to you on this one, Kendall. Um, I think the pacing is an issue for me with this film. Also, yeah. at the beginning, the multiple time jumps, 
um, which again is is fine and you know in a normal sense and also because we've got a narrator so the film was narrated by Donald Ray Pollock who um, wrote the novel upon which this yeah. is based I think that's really cool that he's narrating um, yeah. the film adaptation um, in saying that I uh, did not like the narration being in the film I liked it in terms of bookends I think if there was the narrator at the beginning and then the narrator at the end, that's kind of just a nice way of framing the film. But they, and this isn't a reflection on him, it's the script writers, it's the, the, the filmmakers, they interject him at certain plot points. And all he's doing, essentially, is telling you what you're watching. Most of the yeah. time. He's literally, like... The things that he is telling us in the middle of the film, again, take out the beginning and end, because I really liked those narrations. But everything else in between, I'm like, did not need that. I've just felt like if we weren't physically seeing it, it's a simple line could have summarised it or the way an actor moved or a character looked or I feel like it could have just been done in a more economical way. Yeah. Well, I even feel like there was one point when I... You know, when you're watching it and you're watching the actor move yeah. in kind with what the narrator is saying. And then I, I just had this thought in my brain. He's just he's just reading from the book. Like, it sounds like he was just reading from the yeah. book. Yeah, and do you know what one of the issues for me with that was? Was that mm. the the way, like, the, the choice of narration is so exquisitely written that this doesn't necessarily sell me as a movie to recommend, but it tells okay. me I should go and read the book upon which it is based because mm, I feel yeah. like the novel will be more successful as a novel than the film is as a film. Now, I love American Gothic. I love this style of story. Um, you know, if you think of Sling Blade, A Perfect World, that sort of old school Southern narrative with those beautiful accents and these different types of customs and rituals. Like, I love it. Even in a film like this that's a crime thriller drama, there's still something very romantic about the way people speak, about the way they move. I mean, we could easily dismiss them as rednecks or hillbillies, but I don't know, I just fall in love with the language and I fall in love with what's depicted on screen. Mm. But this constant narration, again, most of the time, nine out of ten times, not necessarily, not necessary, not needed. Um, it made me go. It, it made me want to read the book more than anything. Um, I feel like that the film is also about forty minutes too long. Um, yeah, I was. I think I checked my my watch about four times in the last half uh, hour. Bugger. And, and that was still knowing when it would end. I actually yeah. said, okay, it's going to end at this time because I did the math. <laughs> and I was looking, I was like, oh, it's only been that long. That's unfortunate because the characters mm. in this story are quite intriguing. But I almost felt like that if we had dropped the serial killers, um, the, the pace would have been punchier. Now, I know that they're integral to the plot. All the characters are. Like, no one is here mm. just because... Yeah. But I feel like the story could have still been told the same way and had the same gravitas that they were intending without the serial killers. Like, still have them, top and tail, um, and still have the connections that they have with the, with the sheriff and so forth. But I felt like just cutting to them, just uh, they did nothing for me. And that's unfortunate because, as you've said, 
we've got great performances across the board. Like Tom Holland, like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that um, I can see Tom Holland in something like this and not think about all of the other incredible work that he has done because that's, yeah. that's the, that's the signs of a fantastic actor, you know, who is, is very well yeah. known for one role, but when you're watching them, you're not thinking about anything else except who he is playing. Bill Sarsgaard as well. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Come on. Like just, mm. Like, you know, amazing, yeah. yeah. It's just like, come on, rotten <laughs> So pants. great. Yeah, but again, like how you said, the whole cast is absolutely amazing. The look of this is gorgeous. Again, they get the American Gothic style just so on point. There's just so much to like about this film. But for me, it just did not come together and it couldn't deliver it. It's, yeah, it, it's the pacing. It's the over-reliance of narration. And I think it's just the way the story is framed. Again, they've sold me to read this novel. They have absolutely sold me on the novel. But as a film, didn't quite work. But it's not a write-off. I think it's there's still bits worth recommending. And I think that people should still actually check it out, especially if they like this genre and this style. So I'm going to give it three out of five. Nice. Awesome. Very good. Okay. So, uh, that is the devil all the time. And we have one more thing Mm. to review. At least Wayne does another Netflix thing. What have you got for us? Yes. So I, um, sat and binged Ratchet (laughs) and Ratchet is the prequel maybe (laughs) to one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And that is done through the character of Mildred Ratched played by the incredible Sarah Paulson. So the reason why I say maybe was because if you go into this series um, with the mindset that it is the prequel to one flew over the cuckoo's nest, that incredible Milos Forman movie, that you're going to get this insight into the character that Louise Fletcher has immortalized uh, in pop culture and has told us a lot. If you're expecting uh, a competent companion piece, you are going to be sorely disappointed because the series just fails to to achieve that across the board. So after watching the first episode, I was quite intrigued. And I made the decision then that I'm not going to treat this series as a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And I'm going to treat it as its own thing. And having done that, I enjoyed it so much more. Oh, okay. So it does not match the gritty, realistic tone of Cuckoo's Nest. And so automatically you're in two different worlds. (laughs) And you'd find that a lot of the wonderful things that the team who made Cuckoo's Nest, particularly Louise Fletcher, with just those moments, the performance, the nuances, told you so much about the character of Mildred Ratched that really the series is unnecessary. So if you just treat it as its own thing, you'll appreciate the aesthetic, you'll appreciate the look. It looks gorgeous. The set design, the costume design, the colour palette, almost as good as Mad Men in terms of capturing a period. Um, The performances are absolutely fantastic. Sarah Paulson, goes without saying, brilliant. Mm. Cynthia Nixon, absolutely amazing as well. Um, We've also got Judy Davis, Sharon Stone, really, really good performers. One of the things that I really love about this series is the prominence of women in the cast. It is a predominantly female cast and predominantly women 
of a certain age bracket, which you do not see in mm. highly advertised and high profile TV shows. So that was really refreshing and it was just a wonderful thing to experience. There is some inconsistency in terms of the tone and the way the um, series and the stories develop. So for example, episodes one and two has some really awkward and clunky dialogue, um, but the performers again get over that. Other times there's flashes of brilliance. We've got some campy moments, which I guess we expect from a Ryan Murphy show, but yeah. um, but the problem is, again, because some things are heightened, when we get to some moments, and I'm talking about uh, a scene that's in the... Um, that involves a death penalty, that's not giving any spoilers away because of the time period we're in, um, and involving the electric chair, it is just so unrealistic that any sense of realism that you felt for this show kind of takes you out of it, and it takes some work to get you back into it. Look, overall, it's a really entertaining series, I do have to say. And yes, a second series has been greenlit, so we are getting it. Ah. And I'm actually intrigued into that. I will go and watch the second series. Um, I've been reading some reviews where some people have said it's a bad season of American Horror Story, but I've not seen that series, so I'm not comparing it to that. There's homages and throwbacks to Hitchcock and to Psycho, the way the score is used, the way that things are framed. Um, Again, there's lots of things to enjoy about this series, but but if you're looking at it as a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you're going to absolutely hate it because it fails miserably. But as its own thing, I don't know, I, I, I... feel like I'm enjoying it more than most are, uh, if that makes sense. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half out of five, and I'm interested in where it takes it. And if anyone's asking, well, look, I really want to watch Ratchet. If it's got nothing to do with Cuckoo's Nest, should I see Cuckoo's Nest or what order should I see them? Absolutely watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and absolutely watch it first. Because the last thing you want to do is go into One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with, with... preconceived notions about who Nurse Ratched is. Louise Fletcher nailed it. Embrace that performance. Embrace that entire story. Because I feel like this series will taint it for you. And okay. a film like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest should never be tainted because it is that good. So that's my uh, quickie, rambly review. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, definitely check out One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. And if you are curious, check out Ratchet. As I said, there's some, there's some good things to, to enjoy and to draw, to draw from as well. Excellent. Thank you, Wayne. You, I'm glad you, you put that in there to, to, uh, when you finished up there because was, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. I'm like, okay, should I watch Cuckoo's Nest, Nest first or should I watch Ratched? But no, I will I will check out Louise Fletcher. <laughs> yes, first. absolutely. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Quickie reviews done, which means now... It's time for the one moment, the one segment, the one section of this show that you've all been waiting for. Popcorn culture! Yeah. (laughs) Yes! Yes. (laughs) It's popcorn culture time. All right. Cool. So, uh, with the couple of mentions of animated series going on in the Nerdy News this week, I had the idea uh, we should discuss who our favourite voice actors are of all time. Um, So, 
yeah, we're going to be talking about just, yeah, voice, voice actors, actors that you may not know their faces, but you definitely know their voices when you hear them. That's for sure. Uh, so for me, I've got four that I'm going to mention. Um, starting with the king of the entire thing, for my money, uh, Robin Williams. Yes. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's probably going to mention him yep. during this this segment. So I won't say too much because <laughs> uh, you don't really need to say too much because the name Robin Williams just says it all, really. Um, legend. Yes. Legend, legend, legend. I mean, for two reasons in terms of voice acting. I mean, Genie, hello. Uh, it's the reason why Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie, like far and away. Just brilliant, excellent, phenomenal, fantastic. Uh, and just, just the, I mean, it's not technically voice acting, but it technically is, I guess, but the, those parts in Mrs. Doubtfire, when, you know, you see, see the beginning of the movie when he's in the recording booth, that's hilarious. And then when he, you know, does the voices montage, um, is still one of my favorite scenes in cinema ever. I just, I, oh, God, I love <laughs> it so much. He's so funny. He's so good. Just the things he could do with his voice. Um, and how funny it was. It was endlessly entertaining and will always be entertaining. Um, my next pick is uh, my favourite Joker uh, animated, and that would be Mark Hamill. Um, he's just brilliant. He's so great. He is just one of the reasons why the Batman animated series um, is is so worth your time. His portrayal of the Joker is just excellent. It's it's it sums up everything the Joker is from top to bottom, uh, in the way that voice comes across and into your ears. It's just delicious, um, so menacing and so playful. He's having the time of his life, and I didn't know that was Luke Skywalker doing that voice until I was a lot older, and then had my mind blown <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> That was just that was a moment for me. Um, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Simpsons uh, at all. Nancy Cartwright for me is is my is my favorite. I mean, Dan Castellaneta probably a close second if I have to talk about Simpsons voice actors. But Nancy, I just mostly just because she really endeared herself to me when those times when she would appear on Rove Live. I don't know if you guys remember. She was on Rove a couple times back in the day. Um, and she would just, or just any interview with her where she's just like, you can you hear her normal voice and you can hear where the Bartness of her comes into it. But then she switches and she's, and it's, you look at her, but you're hearing Bart and your, <laughs> your brain is just kind of melts. Um, she's so good. She's so wonderful. She's so funny. She's so talented. Um, yeah, just a, a big, big fan um, of hers. And my fourth and final, I have to give a shout out uh, to Alan Tudyk yeah. because <laughs> he is just not only one of my favorite actors, period, in terms of live action, but uh, animated. He's just uh, just brilliant. Um, particularly, uh, I've because I've mentioned last week, I've been watching the Harley Quinn animated series. Uh, he is one of my favorite things on it. And he also does the Joker and he does a fine Joker. It's definitely one that's um, paying homage to Mark Hamill's Joker, I think. And it's, and it's freaking awesome. He does such a great job. But for me, when he's on screen as Clayface in that show is just so funny. I, he 
Clayface has this, like, he's a thespian character, so he puts on this kind of voice filled with gravitas and weight and dramatics and theatricality, and it's just so awesome. And, yeah, Alan's just, he's just the best. So those are my four uh, favourite voice actors of all time. I hope I didn't forget any, and if I did, I'm sure you guys are probably about to mention Mm -hmm. them. So, Fulia, who do you have on your list? Well... Um, I have three and (laughs) I'm like writing down my last one. (laughs) Jesus. Full disclosure. Love it. You so could have faked that, you know. I know, I know. But you can see me even though anyone, no one else can, but you know, that's fine. Whatever. Um, (laughs) you've already mentioned him, the legend that is Robin Williams. He is an amazing voice actor. Just in general, like it doesn't have to be in animated films. Just in general, when he does his acting in live action stuff, he is amazing. He puts on these quirky voices that make you laugh to no end. And it's the best feeling. It is so great to be able to hear him put on all of these different accents or you know characters that just they blow your mind and it's just amazing to hear that and I love it I absolutely love his voices the best um speaking of another comedic legend Eddie Murphy um as you know Donkey in Shrek (laughs) Mushu in Mulan like come on the most iconic of the comedic characters um, he is amazing <laughs> in those particular roles. I, I don't think I've ever um, seen any other film that he may have portrayed in with voice acting, um, but those two are the ones that stand out to me. Um, but just his voice in general is so distinctive, and you know that it's Eddie Murphy the moment you hear it, and it's and it's and it's it's awesome. It's and he's hilarious. Uh, and just the the fact that he can speak so quickly, just like Robin Williams, he can speak quickly without tripping up, and it's amazing. <laughs> and the fact that he can also then sing, <laughs> yes. which also makes it even better, <laughs> which is a lot of fun to watch as well. Um, and I'm also going to mention one more. He's not as big. But he is definitely well known, and that's Brad Garrett, mm-hmm. the deepest voice that you have ever heard. <laughs> you know it's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has been in quite a lot of animated films. He's done a lot of voice acting because his voice is just so deep. And <laughs> he, can, he can put on so many different characters, and it is so cool, and I love it. Um, I'd say my favorites have been, um, you know, Bloat in Finding Dory. He's freaking hilarious, the the um, the pufferfish. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, Eeyore in Christopher Robin. Oh, my gosh. That I man know. That was, was born to play Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so beautiful. I love that film. It oh. is so cute. And, you know, just... Eeyore, my goodness, the the most depressing character in a kid's friggin' show or film. And Brad Garrett just does it perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) 
so good. He does. So I'm just having flashes of moments with um, <laughs> with Eeyore in that movie. Um, that movie has so many dark moments involving Eeyore, like when he attempts to suicide. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Isn't this movie rated PG? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so and I uh, sorry. Just on that, there's this one moment where Eeyore is not around, and um, Winnie the Pooh like sort of wakes up or whatever, goes outside, and he's like, oh. It's such a miserable day. If only Eeyore was here to enjoy it. And I just absolutely... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yep. Like, that's Eeyore to a T. And you're right, fully. Like, Brad Garrett yeah. just nails it. Sorry, go <laughs> yeah. on. Just had to mention that because that movie is just... Oh, of it's course. It's in my heart. That movie is beautiful. Yeah. It deserves a mention, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, <laughs> the, the most recent of the film is where he is voice acting in that I've watched. Um, Night at the Museum. He is the Easter Island head. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's I you didn't dumb realize dumb. that was You give him. me gum gum. <laughs> oh my god! The moment, I love that Easter the Island moment head. I heard that voice, I'm like, that is Brad Garrett. I know that voice. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Brad Garrett is hilarious when he does his voice acting. It is amazing and I love him and his deep voice is like I said it's just so distinctive and you can easily tell that it's him but the but he just gives these these characters that depth and it's it just it's it's awesome I love it <laughs> what about you nice. Wayne <laughs> uh yeah look I have to go back to the the folks that really defined my childhood for this one so it'd be remiss of me to not mention Mel Blanc who um, voiced oh, so yeah. many wonderful characters from the Warner Brothers cartoons. I was always a big fan of Warner Brothers uh, and their cartoons, and Mel Blanc was behind just so many of the significant ones. Um, I also have to give a shout-out to James Earl Jones. Now, one could argue Ooh. it's just the same voice, uh, from Star Wars to The Lion King. It's just the same voice. But what a voice. What a voice. And I am so grateful. Cinema is better for having James Earl Jones in it just to begin with. But to yeah, yeah. have that man with that voice, it's just absolute perfection. Um, another person from my childhood, Frank Oz. Uh, just yes. Back to Star oh my Wars yes. Yes. and How the Muppets. Um, just, just to get, like, these, these folks are just... So incredibly talented. I do have to give a shout out uh, to Mark Hamill as well for voicing uh, the Joker just so perfectly. And unpopular opinion, but did a wonderful job at voicing Chucky as well (laughs) in the latest (laughs) Child's Play movie. Um, Look, no Brad Dourif, that's true, but he did such a great job. And I was just able to fall in love with that interpretation of um, our favourite killer doll. Isn't that right, Fulia? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, look, I'm sure I'm forgetting a million other wonderful people, um, but yeah, like th- th- they were just the absolute highlights uh, for me. And yes, of course, I'm going to mention the entire Simpsons cast as well, um, <laughs> just because The Simpsons is my all-time favourite sitcom, one of my all-time favourite series, um, and that entire team brings it together. Michael, your favourite voice actors. Oh, God, so hard. <laughs> Just to pin it down to three. Yeah. Um, 
Because I love me some cartoons and shit. And, oh, just pinning them down. Well, I'll sort of group some together, because, and I won't mention the ones that have already been said, because I can definitely protest that they're great as well. I was going to mention Mel Blanc, but, you know, and <laughs> the greatness of Mel Blanc. Um, and after his passing, it, it, it just took one man, but his legacy still lives on with at least 50 other um, voiceover artists trying to uh, keep his keep his voice alive. Yeah, which yeah. is a testament of of the man. It's insane. And he, and he darts from it everywhere, from from Disney to Warner Brothers to Hanna Barbera. Oh god! Uh, but if we're going by uh, childhood, uh, probably a couple of names that you probably don't recognise, but you will recognise their voices. Uh, Keith Scott and uh, I'll group these together. Uh, Keith Scott and Robin Moore. Um, those two were behind um, the great Australian uh, cartoon of Blinky Bill. Oh, yes. oh yes. I miss Blinky wow. Bill. <laughs> it it took only two two of them to do an entire cast. Wow! Wow! Whoa! Yeah, exactly. Like. Like, Robin actually plays Blinky, the main character as well, and plays Nutsy, Mrs. Magpie, and all the others. Marcia, of course. And, wow. of course, Keith does all, all the other ones. Splodge and Flap and and, and the Mare and, yeah, and, and Wombo. <laughs> Don't call me Wombo, which is... Absolutely. Uh, just you naming yeah. those characters has just filled me with so much nostalgia. Just how much I loved that show as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> and the voices in your head. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and now you know the names of those people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if we're going by uh, cartoons that definitely affect me as as a kid, and now into my adulthood, uh, um. One particular one is definitely uh, Jim Cummings. Mm. Yes, definitely, mm. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not a big name star, but you know, know his work. Of course, he, he he's not the original, but he definitely um, uh, definitely takes uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And and watching that Christopher Christopher Robin with um uh. Oh, what's his name? Jeez. Uh, the new Christopher Robin Ewan movie. McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yep. Ewan and, McGregor. And, and they got, uh, and they got uh, Jim Cummings to do Winnie the Pooh because who else can do Winnie the yeah, Pooh? Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. You can, you can replace it with a with a big name star, but why would you? Because because when I heard his voice on in the trailer, like watching the trailer for the first time, I got a bit teary. Oh. And <laughs> and um. There was word of someone else to do the voice for Tigger, but obviously the internet said, "Hey, <laughs> you've got you got Jim to do Pooh, let him do Tigger as well." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like you know, with the live ac- sorry, live action in inverted commas, Lion King. Um, there's only one Mufasa, and that's James L. Jones. Like, if it had been anybody else, the internet would have rioted yeah. completely. Yeah. So same 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 thing, yeah. Jim Jim Cummings is iconic. 
Yeah, uh, just basically basically my childhood mm. as well. Exactly. Um, not just Winnie the Pooh, but Darthwing Duck. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, oh, my God. And if you haven't seen um, uh, the new uh, DuckTales, they're actually, they're, they're actually introducing, like, the old uh, Disney cartoon, like, Afternoon as, as well. They, they actually um, mention... Uh, they actually... Mentioned Darthwing Duck as well. They've actually got Darthwing Duck in there, and yeah. they've got like uh, gummy bears as well for some reason. <laughs> and Tailspin and, and all the other ones. But what they uh, one particular episode that they did is they they've already introduced like Darthwing Duck, and in this canon, uh, Darthwing Duck is actually a a television show that uh, Launchpad used to watch uh, as a kid. So it's sort of king to. Um, the 66 Batman, basically. And and they actually got uh, Jim Cummings to reprise his role as Darthwing Duck. And, yeah. and, that, and that was in the first season. In the second season, they did an entire episode for Darthwing Duck where they're sort of rebooting Darthwing Duck. <laughs> and, and the guy who used to play Darthwing Duck, who was played by uh, um, uh, Jim Cummings, uh, is actually like this old... This old actor trying to reclaim, <laughs> reclaim his life. So the, so just like Darthwing Duck, he's like he's like he's a bit of a loser, but he, he's Darthwing Duck. And he thinks he's he thinks he's shit hot and all that. And it's like really great. And then they introduce uh, a character who's doing, uh, um, introducing a new character to play Darthwing Duck in the reboot. And so it's like this meta commentary of. Of you can't shit on the original sort of thing, and then what was really great is um, they made the old Darthwing Duck uh, the villain at the end. So you've got um, Jim Cummings as like quote unquote the original Darthwing Duck playing the villain, and in the original Darthwing Duck, I'm saying Darthwing Duck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so. In the original Darthwing Duck uh, television sh- uh, television show, uh, they they had a a villain called uh, Mega Duck, which is basically the negative version of Darthwing Duck. Like he went into, I think he went into a a printer or so- something, and they made like a carbon copy who was the evil Darthwing Duck, and was and and they introduced Darth uh, Mega Duck. At the end of this movie, played by Jim Cummings, and I hope that God in the third season, they they do that. They've opened up to do a, a a reboot of Darthwing Duck, and I really hope because I, I wasn't that big of a fan of of, of uh, Duck Tales, but I'm a huge fan of Darthwing Duck. <laughs> and please, please Disney gods who look who look down on us. Please make a Darthwing Duck um, television show. <laughs> yes, speak it into the ether. Yes, make it, yes, make it real. It yes. make, it make, so, it real. make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Yeah, I suppose that's my three. I can. Yeah, I'll just mention like everyone from um, Animaniacs, which uh, which made this question happen. Uh, Rob Paulson, uh, Tress McNeil, who also was, who's also like a a Simpsons yes. voiceover. She as is. Well. Yes. 
she surely yeah. is. Yeah, she does all her bits. Isn't she Millhouse? Is she, she Millhouse? Is. Yes, she yeah. is. She's Millhouse. Millhouse. She... Uh, crazy cat lady. Eleanor. <laughs> yeah. Eleanor, yeah. Who doesn't really speak. <laughs> Look, I understand her perfectly, thank you very much. <laughs> so you understood what I was saying? Yes, shame on you, I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was saying... Must save Martha. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? You're saying a lot more than that, my friend. Yeah. Still blushing. You're saying, can we be friends? Uh, <laughs> uh, Maurice LaMarche, John LaMaggio, uh, Frank, uh, Frank Walker. Uh, Welker. Welker, yeah, yeah, he's a classic. He was, he's played Fred since the 60s and still yep. is to this day. Such a mean feat. Uh and I've got John Goodman for some reason. It's just um, every- yeah, John Goodman's John Goodman. in um, Emperor's New oh. Groove. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, he was uh, thinking, Fulia. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he was. I'm pretty sure... I was thinking John, Sully. I think John yeah, Goodman... Monsters Inc. From Monsters Inc. Yeah. Monsters Inc., yeah, oh. that too. Who was... Wasn't he... Yeah, he was freaking Thingo in Where Back. Do you, do you guys watch Where Back? The dinosaur animated film from like the early 90s I know of it but I haven't seen it you know of it <laughs> yeah yeah that's one of my favorite animated films ever yeah he was Rex the yeah I remember I remember as a kid pass passing by it in the video store saying that looks like shit <laughs> well, it's, it's good it looks like you missed it's out. good you missed out Michael by the sounds of it you, you did. Nah, I picked up Aladdin instead <laughs> I think, I think I watched them on rotation, way back in Aladdin, just like on repeat, um, when I was like five. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. Uh, any other names, Mike, or shall we wrap up? Uh, Tara Strong, the best oh, Harley yes. Quinn. Yes. And not to mention all the Batmans as well. I mean. <sighs> yeah. So many. <laughs> so, so many. many. So many to narrow down. Yes. Yeah. Billy West. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just naming names so that he can keep a copy. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just waiting for the cutoff point. <laughs> oh, I... I thought I, I thought I already is... passed it on. No, yeah. this is the, no, this is the time where you say, and how about you, Kendall? <laughs> well, how about you, Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're going loopy now. I think it's time to wrap the show yeah. up. Uh, but it's first, loopy time. It's loopy time. We love loopy time. Uh, first, it's time to check in with Fred. Uh, again, not much for me at the moment, still figuring my stuff out. But I, uh, you know, am on this show and the monthly, which we'll be needing to sit down for you yeah. and figure out what we're going to be doing for De- uh, December. It's September. <laughs> let's, let's, I mean, I know I want this year to be over quickly, but Jesus, um, <laughs> September 1st. Yep. Yes. Um, yes. And then, and then other, other podcasts that have been going on that will be spruiked in a second. So I don't need to mention them. Fulia. Yes. How's Foolish Fuji going? It's still going well. Um, doing the same three days as per usual, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, this particular weekend that's just passed, uh, because last week I finally 
finalized, completed Paper Mario. This particular weekend, I I picked up um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars and I started playing Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> and I've never played that game before because I've never owned a GameCube. <laughs> so that was uh, that was an interesting uh, stream for me. I did not know what I was doing, where I was going. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I had help from my viewers because some of them had played them when they were younger and apparently in repeat on repeat as well. So they must have loved it that much. Um, but for me, it was my first time experiencing, uh, Super Mario Sunshine. So that was, uh, really interesting, a little frustrating at times, but, um, it still went well. So (laughs) we're going to be continuing on with that, uh, until I can somewhat finish it before I move on to the other two, um, which are, uh, Super Mario 64, um, and, uh, Super Mario Galaxy, um, I've played a little bit of Galaxy when I first bought the Wii uh, console, but um, then I didn't, at the time, I didn't really like it too much. So I ended up trading it in for other games. Um, But now that I've got the opportunity to play it again and on my Switch, no less, uh, I'm definitely going to give it another shot. So nice. um, Got a lot, got a lot going on in terms of that. I've got, I've still got my murdered soul suspect videos um, going up on my YouTube channel as well. You've so you still guys got can... your murdering to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can go check that out as well. Your exorcisms. Um... <laughs> you check your murdering, your satanic rituals. <laughs> Call them what you will. It was hilariously scary. Yes. Um... Putting all the lost souls into dolls, setting them free. Um, and. Um... <laughs> I think that's pretty much about it. The only other thing I can mention is um, if any of you guys get a chance, play Among Us. It is hilarious. It is simple. And it's best played with a bunch of friends. Um, Maximum of 10 for the game. It's free on the Apple phones and the Android phone. So you can actually download them onto your phone. But if you would like to play them on a PC... I think it's about roughly about five or 10 bucks on steam. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's honestly a lot of fun. Ma- Michael, I reckon you'd enjoy it. It's like a, um, it's like a, it's kind of like a murder mystery thing where you try to figure out who done what. So it's kind of like Cluedo, um, in the, in the game where you go. So your character, you're either a crewmate or you're an imposter. If you're the crewmate, you go around and do tasks on uh, like a spaceship um, and if you're the imposter, you go around killing people and sabotaging the, 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 the spaceship so that they can win. It's a lot of fun. It's best played vo- as voice chat so that you can actually talk to each other and work things out because when a crewmate finds um, a dead body, they report it, they have a meeting about it with everyone. But no one knows who the imposters are, and so you, the crewmates, have to figure out who it is. It's a lot of fun. Like it's, it seems complicated because I'm trying to explain it. I'm not very good at explaining it, but when you actually play it, it's hilarious because you have to lie through your teeth if you are the imposter. And let me tell you, it is hard. My my heart pounds so hard when I have to <laughs> when I have to lie. <laughs> 
Because you've <laughs> never lied before. I'm have, not. Have I'm you? not a very good liar. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a good. You're a good person, aren't you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to admit, I have to admit, I'm being the imposter. I have won a few times. <laughs> you little devil, you. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Evil. It is so much fun. I, I I reckon we should play it. Like, as a group, we should definitely play it. It's so good. Evil. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it with me and Foolish Fuji. How about yourself, Wayne? Uh, yeah, so Fred Watch is back up and running. We are resuming our regular season. Um, so hopefully this week we'll have a new podcast out um, where we review a wonderful movie that had opinions raging left, right and centre. <laughs> but there was some consensus there. And we have um, the return of a host who uh went hiatus uh for almost two years <laughs> and uh is back for this particular movie um but until then there's still the lockdown specials which are the most recent ones uh so all of us have been on at least one of those so yeah. if you love the sound of us definitely check out fred watch the lockdown specials um but yeah for me it'll be watching and reviewing a lot more movies over the next few weeks uh michael how about yourself I ain't doing much. Um, the next time you hear me or see me, I'll be one tooth short, which is awesome. I'm getting one wisdom tooth out. Oh, oh okay. Fun. Fun. So much fun. So Good luck. I'll be lopsided. And ho- hopefully by next recording, I'll sound the same. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or otherwise, I'll be sounding like Zoyberg. <laughs> future armor. Or do you mean Phil? That's very rude, Kendall. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that, I'm and sorry. I think he'll be very hurt. He knows I love him. He he's not here to defend himself, but he sounds like he's got a mar. <laughs> Rude. Sorry, Just Phil. Rude too. <laughs> and that's what I've been doing this week. What about you, Kendall? Who are you? Who? What? What do you tend to do this week? Uh, make fun of Phil when he's not here. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm. Good Phil, at. if you make it past this, <laughs> you can be our friend. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yes, I think that just about does it for this episode. I think, yeah, that was really great. We're all done. We're at the end. Let's wrap it up. And, and my internet I... didn't crap up. And yet, we're not done yet. I was going to say, it's not quite <laughs> over yet. Yes. Yeah. The... Okay. So, I, now I can see you all. We can count <laughs> in. Ready? One, two, three... That, that was, was, a, was a, a podcast called Fred. Fred. Yeah. It's still the same. Here, yes, still the same, but much more entertaining for us. Here are the Fred plugs. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts and Fred the Alien. Follow us at SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, where you... And follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get... Apparel, home decor, that... That... Unique... Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Devin. Team. <laughs> and for those of you who didn't hear that. <laughs> our power home decor backstationery with unique designs by our talented team. Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live socials and more. That was a prep plug. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you could say that. Oh, you could say that. Holy shit. <sighs> I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Tarmaja. And I've been a Marco Lister, loud and clear. Yeah. And that you just, just experienced a podcast called Fred. 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Lots yes. of fun. Remember to eat beef. Yes. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Yes. Stay home. Stay safe. Wear We're your masks. almost there, motherfuckers. We're, We're so almost close, there. Melbourne. We're Getting so there. damn close. Yes. By the time you're listening to this, 14. 14. 14. Let's, yes. let's yeet this virus, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's yeet it the fuck out of here. <sighs> Remember to save Martha. <laughs> no. <laughs> Both of them. No. <laughs> Stop. And. And. Scene. 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 <laughs>